peace, prosperity, salutations, let's go ahead and get started. Suspicions. She's Palestinian, beautiful as a blue sky, and a rich spirit more than the wealth in Dubai. But it don't matter what stereotypical mind says they think, cause she don't show flesh, she got a bomb set. So when she gets on an airplane, she stared down. All people look like the terrorists, and she's scared now. Racism switched its view, she's being looked at. Worse than a nigger, a cheap wet back, or hood rat. All eyes on her, nobody's turning their noses. They whispering, Muhammad extremists and explosives. It's contagious, label her as a terrorist. She opens her Quran and asks Allah to be a therapist. I give you all the loving that they took from you. Return your freedom so someday your trust will resume. You know, give you back the loving that they took from you. They took from you. 
you, they took from you. Wish I could give you all the loving that they took from you. Return your freedom so someday your trust will resume. Give you back the loving that they took from you. They took from you, they took from you. Wish I could give you all the love. So peace, prosperity, salutations, you're rocking with the brand. I am Yurima Karama. This is a segment of Mastermind Alliance. I had to get on, I wanted to get on and uh, do this, uh, but before I get into it, uh, if this is your first time joining, uh, please go to my webpage, www.yurimakarama.com, and um, make sure that you are downloading that app and... um, let me see just a second. Yeah, make sure that you are downloading the app. Again, that's www.uremokarama.com. Uh, also, make sure that you check out my Unity Walk organization at www.theunitywalk.com. We have an event coming up this Thursday through Sunday in Tulsa, Oklahoma, home of Black Wall Street. We will be there. Uh, that's our national Unity Walk event, and that's from July 22nd through the 25th. Again, we will be in Tulsa, Oklahoma, home of Black Wall Street. So, um, yeah, I, um, uh, please clarify. Uh, so I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this stream. I just felt it in my spirit. Uh, I was in spirit heavy yesterday. Uh, I was at an event in Tulsa and actually Toledo, Ohio, a good friend of mine, uh, Stephanie Boutte, uh, had an event at her school and, um, Communications got got mixed uh, for some of you that that might know, particularly over here on IG, um, you might know that I, I interviewed Stephanie quite a few times back in the day, like when she had she and she still has her H Tech school in Houston, uh, uh, Texas as well. So I, int- I uh, interviewed her back then and. Uh, you know, I just do what I do. I interview. And if I think somebody's doing something positive for the community and, you know, I do the do my due diligence as far as research, um, you know, I, I, I do what I do. I'm going to I'm going to put them on. I'm going to put them on my platform. And, and that's just what it's going to be. I believe that that's what my platform should be used for. Um, I shout people out. Um, I shout businesses out. Um, as a matter of fact, I was told yesterday that I shout that I shout more people out than I do myself and I should get in the habit of shouting my own business out. I don't do that enough, but um, sometimes it's just, that's just not in my makeup to do. It's easier to shout other businesses out than my own, but neither here nor there. I interviewed this, this, this uh, empress, this goddess uh, back in the day. And so signals got crossed. She didn't actually know that I was in the Ohio area. So when she was uh, creating her school here, um, she didn't she didn't know she thought I was in New York because I'm from New York. So she just thought I was there. So uh, she's actually been up here a couple of years now uh, uh, setting this school up. And so uh, some of you had a chance to to look at the interview yesterday. And uh, but but that interview was basically a walkthrough of just the work that she does. Uh, and what the school looked like, which was which was great. But it's always the behind the scenes shit that really the behind the scenes 
that that those stories need to get told. Those are the stories that need to get told. And so I was able to. So first of all, first of all, um, the event I got there, um, I got there uh, a little late. Uh, the event started at like noon and I got there at like one thirty, two o'clock. Uh, but the event itself the setup of the event, and I'm painting a picture here because I need everybody to kind of to visualize this. And this is not a slam on black men because black men do great things, too. But right now we're going to talk about the black women that do great things. Uh, and that's just what it's going to be. So the event. There were no brothers there. One brother was there. Actually, one of the students was there to help set up. So the event was outside. So that means a lot of stuff had to be brought out. Women, black women from the church who stay at the senior citizens home came to help set up. They were moving tables, chairs. So the 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 dudes who the men who had committed, we're just going to call we're not going to call them men. We're going to call them males. The males who had committed to come and help set up to do the heavy lifting. None of them showed up. The one who actually set up the event or, or, or put it out that they wanted the event, this young brother, he was actually there because it's really, it was really his event. They were having it at the school. He graduated from that school. So Stephanie was like, yeah, let's, let's go ahead. He wanted to have an event for the community, said it's positive. It's at our school. Let's do it. No men showed up. So it was all women, 55 and 60 year olds carrying tables, chairs, helping set up. So that's first and foremost. And Stephanie was one of those women. No, she's not. She's not of that age, but she's still a woman. So it was all women except for the one guy who was helping set up. So fast forward. So I had to preface that because a lot of black women do a lot of the heavy lifting. And, um, you know, it, it's just something that we have to talk about in our community. And that's not to say that all across the board, men aren't doing uh, men aren't doing their job. But it is to say that um, we as men need to really uh, uh, do self-check, self-evaluation. We need to do better. I understand that part of this is because of the generation that we live in. People just don't want to do work. Trust me, I own a cleaning company and trying to find people to clean buildings is like fucking, it's like pulling teeth. It's like fucking pulling teeth with no pliers. Uh, just doing it with your hand. This shit is almost impossible. So in any case, fast forward. So that's how the day started, but it still got done. The works, the setup still got done. Um, it was still a great event. I did the live stream with, 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 um, I did the live stream with Stephanie because I think that the work that she does is just that important. Uh, and so I did the live stream with her. Stephanie's got four schools at four different locations. And I talked about that in 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 another. I talked about that in, I think, the second live stream that I did where I interviewed the the uh, the sister, uh, Suze Cowell, who was um, who's the uh, CEO and treasurer of the only black credit union in Toledo, Ohio, uh, Federal Urban Credit Union. Uh, and she's been in business for 25 years. And I, I emphasize. So that's another black woman started a credit union 25 years ago. Um, and, um, uh, you know, and, and it's been going strong ever since. Um, uh, 
Gotcha. And so she's been going strong. So um, black woman power yesterday was very, was very, was very strong. Uh, one of Stephanie's, um, one of Stephanie's workers, who's one of her employees, who's been with her for 14 years, travels back and forth from Houston to Toledo to help run both locations. So she's actually the manager. She's over all the other employees, but she's Stephanie employee and, and Stephanie's right hand woman because they she's been with her for 14 years. She knows the ins and outs of the business. I got this story yesterday and I want to take you on two different rides. The first story I got from a sister. She said that her grandfather who had her grandfather who had girls and boy children had girls and boy children own land, a substantial amount of land. And when he passed or before he passed, obviously, he created the will. And in the will, it was stipulated that all the all the girls, all of his girl children get the land. He stipulated none of the boys get the land. All of the girl children get the land. And I asked this empress, I said, I said, I, I already knew the answer, but I needed her to verify. I asked her, why would he give the land to all of all of the girl children and not the boys? And he, she said, because my grandfather was a man's man. He said that he wanted to put the girls in a position where they would never have to ask anybody for anything. And it was his belief that the man, it's his obligation and duty to go make it. The man can, he's, he's, it's incumbent upon the man to go make it. It's not incumbent upon the woman. So he wanted to make sure that he put his daughters in a position where they wouldn't have to ask a nigga for shit. And I just thought to myself, God damn, that is profound, you know, because, because In a certain extent, that's kind of what we've gotten away from. Like it is incumbent upon the men to be. And unfortunately, we live in a, in a, in a community now where, you know, uh, the women do a lot of work. And a lot of that is by design. So let's not get that fucked up either. A lot of that is because the system has been designed to do that. Um, and so th that that was one of the stories. And like I said, I was really in spirit. I was really listening um, and, 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 and I was absorbing this. Because it was so powerful. And, and one of the things that that Stephanie said, and I don't want to get too emotional here. I might start crying because this is so fucking powerful. What she said, the school that she's got there in Toledo, there's actually a company that um, there's actually a company that wanted to take her take her blueprint. And Stephanie's got a hell of a blueprint. But this is how powerful this goddess is. She's got a hell of a blueprint. They wanted to take her blueprint and create schools like that all across the country. For our people, for our children. They wanted to set them up in all 50 states. Just imagine. These are tech schools. So they're teaching particular trades 
And as we did the walkthrough, you heard about, you know, you heard uh, what I was talking about as far uh, uh, some of the classrooms that we went into. And, you know, it's it's state of the art. They had the fiber optics room. They had the, the computer lab um, and it, that computer lab, the the the, the H tech program that she runs in Houston, that computer lab in Houston was actually nicer than the one that we walked through yesterday. But that computer lab in Toledo is, is still very nice. Um, um, it's it, and it's it's state of the art. This is new stuff. So uh, they wanted to buy her brand. They wanted to buy her blueprint. And what was so important is it, you hear me talk about morals, values, principles, integrity. And I'm big on integrity. I'm big on not fucking selling out, man. I'm big on that shit. Like I live by that shit, like not selling out. They offered this woman $50 million to sell her blueprint. 50 million. Think about that. They offered her 50 million to sell her blueprint and create schools all across the country. She could have said, fuck these niggas. I'm taking this money and run. But she didn't. And I asked her why. And she said, Yurima, my name is too fucking important. I have grandchildren. I have to make sure that I leave something behind for them. I couldn't sell. 50 million. The black woman is God, man. Black woman is God. Let's not make no mistake about that shit. We all know people that would have sold out. There's people that sell out for less every day. They sell out for fucking less. She said no. And she said she didn't even have to fucking think about it. She said my legacy is so much more important. What I leave behind for my grandbabies is so much more important than this fiat currency. And she said, like she said, she said, I'm already moving how I want to move. I'm moving in my purpose. God is guiding. I'm, there's nothing that that money would have done to make my life different than what I'm doing right now. This is powerful, man. This is powerful. She's already got, she's got four schools. Now, one she doesn't necessarily own. One she doesn't necessarily own. But the moves that she's making. The moves that she's making, the blueprint that she has, the workshops that she does. This is just one black woman in a multitude of black women who are out here doing the damn thing. And, and that shit has to be shouted out, man. That shit, these are the stories that have to be shouted out. These are the stories that have to get told because these are the stories that the media is not going to tell us. White corporate owned fucking CIA infiltrated media is not going to tell us about the black woman and the black man who didn't sell their fucking soul. They're not going to tell us that. They're going to show us the black man in the dress. They're going to show us the emasculated black man. They're going to show us all of that. But they're not going to show us the black man who didn't sell. They're going to show us the black woman twerking. They're going to show us the black woman who is... They're going to show us the black woman who is... Um, uh, 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 a sellout for a political regime or a political party that is going to do nothing for black people in the long run. They're going to show us them all day. But they're not going to show us the black woman who turns down the fucking money 
that the devil comes with sulfur on his hands. Take this. They're not going to show us that black woman. And the black woman who turns down the money and still continues to walk in her purpose and still continue to make it. Like, nigga, you can't break me. Even when I didn't take your money, you still can't break me. And she continues to persevere and move forward. Some of you all in the comments talked about the talked about her eyes. Eyes are the gateway to the soul. You can look at that woman's eyes and see the passion in what she does. She talked about it. She almost broke down crying herself just by talking about it because she's walking in her purpose. And the tears wasn't tears of fucking sorrow and pain. It was tears of joy because you love doing what you wanted, what you're doing. And so it no longer becomes work because she's doing for the community and has been doing for the community because she understands that ain't nobody else going to give us what we deserve except us because we know what we deserve. We know what we deserve. These are the stories that have to be told. These are the stories that have to be shouted out. I was with some powerful black women yesterday. Even some black women from the church, powerful black women yesterday. And I can tell you, I can tell you, I can tell you, factually, these black women are going to continue to do the work. They just waiting on black men to stand up and take our place in the affairs of men. But they're going to continue to do the work. Why? Because they got no choice. I'm going to continue to do the work. Why? Because I got no choice. My ancestors sent me on the mission. I got no choice. I don't got no say in the matter. That's why I do what I do. That's why I talk the way I talk. I talk freely. I give no, I have a give no fucks attitude because that's how I'm going to move in this cipher. I'm going to move how I want to move. There's black women out here moving how they want to move, man. You're going to have to catch up. There's no need getting mad. Because she's, that woman is saving somebody's child right now. And I just, you know, I listen to those two stories, man. I listen to those two stories. The grandfather who gives his daughters. Gives his daughters. Make sure his daughters is straight. The boys, they got to get out here and get it. You better make something shake, make something happen, nigga. Get out here and get it. But these empresses over here, they're going to be straight. And they're going to measure, they're going to measure every man that they come in contact with. They're going to measure them by my standards. Nigga, what can you do for me? What is you bringing to the table? And don't get that shit fucked up because it goes both ways too. Especially in this day and time. That woman better be bringing something to the table too. But when we talk about that era in time for a grandfather to leave his daughters. Like, yo. Land. Tangible. Something that's going to appreciate over time. It's powerful, man. It's powerful. 
You talk about a woman who was offered 50 million and she didn't even think about it. No, I'm good. I love what I'm doing and I want to do it myself. I have a legacy that I'm leaving behind and my legacy is very important. My name is very important. And and we had Stephanie and I had a moment because because um, and I, I felt this to my like like sometimes when you when you when you're in the in the in, in a frequency with a person. Like everything that is said, every every word that is exchanged, it really hits your soul. You can feel that shit. This is not surface conversation. This is like something celestial, something on a whole different level. And we talked and she said one of the most important things is for her. And I felt this because it is for me as well, is that nobody fucking tarnish her name. She said, Yurima, my name is so fucking important, man. She said, my name, so I don't even want to be connected with anybody who can tarnish my name, my rep. It's because my name, this is my family that we're talking about. She said, even her children, like, yo, don't tarnish my name. And I felt that shit to my core, man. I felt that shit. I'm like, Yurima Karama, such a beautiful name. I don't want nobody to tarnish my fucking name, man. Because that's part of our legacy. That's what we die with. That's how people will remember the footprints that we left in the sands of life when we're no longer here. The fucking name, man. And these Pecker Woods will do everything that they can to try to tarnish that shit, man. That's why I do everything I can to try to keep my name in good standing. Everything we can, we must keep our name in good standing. So I want to salute. I want to salute Stephanie Boutte for the work that she's doing um, and the powerful, just the powerful uh, conversation that we that we had. Um, it was interesting. We had we we really had a moment because um, <laughs> and, and and it was telling um, it was it, it was telling because uh, and we laughed. We 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 were we were laughing and we were laughing with tears in our eyes because she said, yeah, Yurima, you know, and she was telling her she was telling her friend Tawana. She was like, yeah, I had to leave his I had to leave his Facebook page. And Tawana was like, what? And she said, oh, yeah, you did tell me about that. And Tawana was like. She was like, Yurima, that hurt her so much that she talked to me about it. She said she don't talk to me about shit on Facebook, but she said, yo, Yurima's my friend and he didn't even defend me. And there was a post I had put up and people were responding. And Stephanie, unfortunately, <laughs> and we had this talk. She unfortunately responded uh, with an opposing opinion and, and a dude went in on her. And was like, yo, what? he was like, you must be a troll. And she said out of everything that he was saying, like she didn't care about anything. She could take everything that she and Stephanie's a very strong woman. She's not weak at all. She, there's nothing weak about this woman. She said everything that he said I could take, you know, you read my hold my own. She said, but when he called me a troll, I was like, what? And then she said, I'm a personal friend of Yurima Karama. What are you talking about? Yurima's my friend. And the dude responded and said, no, you can't be Yurima's friend. Yurima wouldn't even have you on his page talking like this. And, 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 and that was a real conversation. And I had to let her know. 
And, and I, I, I told her, I said, hey, you know, when you come in the lion's den, I said, you know, you got to be able to hold your own against that shit. I wanted to defend you, but I couldn't because what you said was not right and exact. And so I can't come to your defense. And so she was like, uh, she was like, yeah, she said, yeah, I was like, I was telling Tawana, like, he didn't even defend me. And I was like, yeah, I wanted to, but I couldn't. <laughs> but but outside of that, outside of the um, outside of the, the social media shit, um, it was a beautiful experience. Um, and I did want to just shout her out and all not just her, but all the powerful black women out here who were doing it. And who are doing it from the gut, who are doing it from straight from straight willpower and who are doing it for the community. The black women who haven't sold out. Um, you are you are a jewel, each and every one of you. And we are absolutely appreciative of everything that you do. Um, it goes past your effort. Uh, effort is one thing. Actually making it happen as a whole uh, is a whole nother thing. And so, um, you know, I just I just felt it was appropriate, um, you know, to 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 give this to give this woman her flowers, you know, while she's here and give all black women their flowers while they're here. And I also appreciate um, the jewels that she dropped. One thing that she said that really hit me is she said um, she said, you know, Yurima. And she stood by it, too. She um, when I interviewed her back in the day, um, when I was pushing, started pushing for the land project, she was one of the first ones to donate and contribute. And she said, you know, Yurima, you push for a lot of people. She said, and a lot of people don't push for you the same way. And, you know, it really had me thinking, you know, she was like, you got to push for yourself more. She said, it's our job to push for you, but we don't push for you enough. And I'm thinking about this land project and I was telling her about it and I was showing her the blueprint that we had set up. I was showing her uh, the, the graphic design that we have of the land itself and, and how I want the community set up. <clears throat> and I was telling her that, you know, um, now this is a woman with four schools. And is planning to do bigger things. I'm not going to I'm not going to rain on her parade by giving out any jewels, but she's definitely she's not stopping. Um but she was I was telling her about 80 acres of land we were looking at in Oklahoma for like two hundred and eleven thousand dollars. And her and the Empress Tawana was just like, that's not that's not a lot of money for our community. And I was like, yeah, it's really not. But it is when niggas is greedy and when they have different priorities. And unfortunately, niggas, when the flood comes, they're going to see that all them Nikes they got locked up, lined up in their closet. They're only going to be able to wear one pair of them. The rest are going to drown in the flood like other niggas is going to drown in the flood. And it's so unfortunate because she was like breaking down and crunching numbers with me. And she was just like, you know, in the greater scheme of things. It's not a lot of money. And then she said, a lot of times niggas don't want to see you succeed, Yurima. They want to be the ones to do it. And if they can't do it. They don't want you to do it. Black woman intuition. Black woman intuition from our interview that I did with her back in the day. She got a visit from Walmart. Somebody from that organization watched that video.
I love black women, man. When they got their goddess crown on, it's fucking nothing better to see. I love black women and I love their intuition. I keep an oracle. I have to. The floor is open if people want to comment. If anybody wants to come up, D, what's good, family? It's good to have you on, brother. Peace, God. Peace. Peace. Yeah, most definitely, man. Yeah, thank you for uh, thank you for the topic in the room because this is definitely necessary, you know, to be able to acknowledge all that hard work that Black women put in. Because as far back as I can remember, even uh, even you know back in high school and stuff like that, uh, women, girls, whatever. They're the ones that maintain structure. They maintain the stability of things more so than a lot of us do. Unfortunately, you know, a lot of us don't step into that position. Um, hold on. I, I didn't realize I had this one. Hold on. My apologies. Um, you good. Yeah. Um, uh, like, women are always the ones that kept schedules. You know what I'm saying? The ones that always have organization and, and always got things done on the deadline and all that. And I've always watched and paid attention to that growing up. And, um, you know, where a lot of times we as men might drop the ball, you know, women never hesitate to, to maintain and to fill that void. You know, women are the ones that, that typically, you know, without, without, um, anybody, in, you know, in their ear, they're the ones that get up on time in the morning. You know what I'm saying? And things like that. And so um, I think it's important to acknowledge that and just to let, let it be known that it's brothers out here that see and recognize, you know, what y'all represent. And, um, you know, in terms of y'all's connection to spirit and like Arima was just saying, that intuition and all that, like we we require y'all guidance more so than, than a lot of dudes is willing to admit. And, you know, even, even in subtle ways, you know what I'm saying? And so for the women that are tapped in, you know, on, on the spiritual level, and I understand, you know, uh, what y'all represent spiritually. Uh, you know, y'all literally act as the hand of God when it comes down to to nurturing the seeds, you know. And the seeds aren't just our babies, you know. I'm talking about our seeds as men as well. You know, just as much as we are here to protect and provide for y'all, you know, to the same magnitude, y'all are beyond capable of, you know, sustaining and nurturing, you know, not just the household, but the entire community you know, uh, from a spiritual standpoint. So, yeah, most definitely um, that, that, that kind of makes y'all the backbone in some ways. Uh, and, and it shows, you know, it shows in, in how our community operates. Sometimes a disproportionate responsibility that's put on to women, but y'all handle it, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, there's, there's, not a, there's not a man out here that can't, you know, attribute his functionality and just his basic understanding of life and, and all of that to his mother. Um, you know, and that umbilical cord is always there. Mm. So, you know, to the women that really, you know, who, who juggle multiple things and y'all do it all efficiently, you know what I'm saying? You go to bed late, you wake up early. And, you know, I, I know a lot of y'all personally, you know what I mean? And I know what it is, you know what I'm saying? Y'all handle shit and still look good doing it. You know what I mean? And, you know, I love y'all for that. So I just want to second everything that, that the brother just said, man. You know, give my respects as well. So, um... Yeah, Yurima, thank you for opening this room. Peace, Aisha. Yeah, thank you. Peace, how y'all doing? Um, Good, guys. I just wanted to start by saying that uh, I am very appreciative for this room as well. 
Um, it feels good to be acknowledged in some sort of way. But I also want to say that just in like the past two rooms that you had, when you had, um, I believe Sister Jackie was her name, the one that was doing the co-op farming. Yes. And then the interview that you did um, yesterday, like those women motivate me in ways that I didn't even realize was possible. Like basically kind of just opened up my mind to different possibilities. And you were absolutely right. Like this woman is, she is amazing. Both of them are actually. And it's just refreshing to see, you know, like you said, when, when a woman is walking in her full goddessness and then you see the things that can manifest from that, it, it really makes it feel possible that, you know, those things can be done through yourself as well. So um, it is amazing to see and it's amazing to see all these beautiful black women up on here on this stage now or in the audience, I should say. And yeah, I'm just appreciative. And, and for the ones, you know, that do acknowledge that we appreciate that because a lot of times it doesn't it goes unacknowledged not saying that you do things looking for attention or looking to be thanked but sometimes that helps you know what i'm saying it makes you feel like okay well i'm not just out here doing all of this for nothing so i'm i'm greatly appreciative for that and that's that's pretty much what i wanted to say just thank you yeah, Aisha, um, thank you for that. If anybody else wants to come to the stage, that's fine. I, th I think we don't do that enough. Um, we don't acknowledge one another enough. We don't give thanks enough. Um, we don't we don't tell each other we love you enough. There's there's certain shit that we just don't do enough of. And um, with my platform, I would just like to do more of that, more of that acknowledging. Um, I, I just think it's I just think it's it's an absolute necessary, especially with especially with um, especially with our black women, because they do carry, you know, when, when we look at it, we, we, we understand as black men that we're under attack. We get that. Um, but we also have to acknowledge that the black woman is the most attacked on the planet, like she's attacked sexually. She's attacked uh, because of her strength by other women, by other groups of women. Um, she's attacked because of her intellect, because of her knowledge. Um, we know for a fact that she can outthink any when she's in her goddesship, she can outthink any other woman on on Earth. It's just that's just a fact. We can talk superiority and all of that. It is what it is. And uh, one thing we're going to always do is deal in facts. She's the strongest. Um, and, and, you know, th these things uh, from a physical standpoint and from an emotional standpoint, she carries a hell of a burden. You know, um, when you anywhere globally in the world are up on the, under the dominance of the white racist regime and you have to raise boy children, you have to raise girl children and get them through that, that cipher, um, no matter, no matter the level of the job, some obviously do better than others. But the fact of the matter is, is it's still a hell of a burden. And for the ones who are successful, they need to be acknowledged. For the ones who put in the work, they need to be acknowledged. For the ones who persevere and keep it moving for our communities, they need to be acknowledged. I'm, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't acknowledge a Stacey Abram, but I can acknowledge a, a, a Stephanie Boutte who's actually in the community, hands on, grounds on, uh, ground on the game, and, 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 and hasn't sold her soul to corporate America hasn't sold her soul. That's that it's for, for me, that's big because I look at things from a warrior standpoint because I recognize we're in war. And one of the things that the devil brings to you in war is that olive branch to sell your soul. And so when people don't, that shit has to be acknowledged when the black woman doesn't, 
especially, 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 hear me clearly, not all, but especially when that black woman has to deal with fuck boys and fuck boy mentalities on a daily basis. It would be easy for the black woman to say, fuck this shit, man. But for the ones that don't, God damn, we got to acknowledge that shit. And I'm just the dude to acknowledge that shit and keep that shit all the way real. There's a lot of solid, good black women out here, great black women out here, and they have to hurdle and go through minefields of fuckboys. They do. And they're still able to look past that shit and say, for the betterment of our community, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep moving in my goddesship. I'm going to keep moving in my purpose and I'm going to recognize and realize that these fuck boys back here that I had to do hoops and hurdles to get around, go over, go through. I'm going to recognize that they aren't representative of all of our community because there are some good brothers and sisters out here and our babies need to see a better future. And they make that shit happen. That shit has to be acknowledged. I'm sorry. It just does. As a matter of fact, I'm not sorry. Go ahead, D. I just wanted to say this, um, and just just to make this distinction, um, you know, and, and understanding the black woman's strength and you know the ability to carry the load and you know the multitasking and you know dipping and flipping and doing everything up under the sun, you know, I think it, you know a lot of times it gets lost that you know our women aren't necessarily built to have to carry the load like that. You know, and, and it was brought to my attention some years ago in a conversation about the strength of the black woman, you know, and, and, and I heard I heard I heard the women I heard the women loud and clear saying that, yeah, we're strong, but we shouldn't have to be this strong. You know what I'm saying? So in, in the acknowledgement that, you know, that y'all are able to bear so much and all of that, we do acknowledge, at least the real ones acknowledge and understand that, you know, there, there is that fragility there, you know what I'm saying? There's that, that sensitivity and that, that parts of you that need to be nourished and poured back into as well, you know, and that it's not always a matter of just, you know, pouring out and trying to be everything for everybody, you know what I mean? And I think a lot of times in that conversation about the black woman's strength, we forget that, you know, she, she, she wouldn't have to be so strong had it not been for us to be up, up under so much attack, you know, and, you know, for, for the fuck boys and the niggas that, don't make themselves, you know, available to, to bear that load. Um, you know, like that's that's where the that's where the imbalance comes in. You know, and so I just wanted to make that clear. You know what I mean? Like it's that. You know, uh, it, it, there is an understanding there. You know what I mean? That you know, all of us ain't out here just thinking that. You know, all of this shit could be going on, and you know, it's and it's not necessary to. Uh, to lighten that load, you know, so for those who are strong enough and, and got that, got that backbone and, you know, the single mothers and all that type of shit, it kills me that there's this whole conversation going along, going around about, you know, high value men and high value women and shit like that. And there's always this undertone that a woman loses her value when she's, when she's X amount of age and she's a single mother, you know what I'm saying? And got, you know, multiple kids and her body look like this and, you know, she got a little gut and stress marks, so her value goes down. Like, that's the conversation being had. Her value goes down because she carries the load. 
You know what I'm saying? And so that's that's the shit that's that's you know we got to shift the climate when it comes to that type of conversation. You know what's the real value of a woman? You know what I'm saying? And, and you know what our distorted lenses see as a strong black woman is usually the woman that's bearing the most pain because that strength shouldn't have to be expressed in such a way. You know, we should be able to be the strong part and they should be able to be the, the sweet and sensitive part. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, there are those of us out here that see the bigger picture, you know, that's, that understands what our role is as men and have the know-how to step in and create that balance. But at the same time, we just want to acknowledge the fact that, you know, we see, we see y'all's ability to like, to, to fucking shape shift and, and just be everything, you know? That is the nature of, of, the, of the divine feminine. You know, that triple black darkness, that end all be all, that soil, that's the nature. Everything exists within you. But as a masculine, we're supposed to bring out a certain aspect of that and create that balance. You know, and so, yeah, on the behalf of, of, of real men out here who see, who see what it is, you know, I just want to tell y'all the same thing. You know, I love y'all to death. You know, and, and this is what we do it for, you know, because we have to create a space where our women feel safe enough to be women. But they feel like they don't have to be so strong all the time. So I just wanted to add that. And let me just say real quick that, D, you absolutely hit the nail right on the head. Like, people are so quick to call us strong, which I don't, you know, I don't not like. But at the same time, it's like, well... I just want some support sometimes too. Like I want to be able to to live in my feminine energy and not have to play both roles or have, you know, be more of my masculine because I'm trying to take care of everything. And that's, um, you know, one thing that's like a common misconception. Like, yes, I appreciate the fact that I'm strong, but a lot of this came because I had to be. I really didn't have a choice. You know what I'm saying? Or other women had to be because they didn't really have a choice. And, um, you know, like other ladies in the room, like, I'd love to hear how you, you know, you feel about that or, you know, just come on up and conversate about, you know, just being in your blackness and in your beauty and your greatness. So y'all don't, y'all don't be shy. Yeah, uh, Aisha. Yeah, anybody's definitely, uh, particularly the uh, empresses, goddesses, uh, you're definitely, uh, you're absolutely We'll have you up on the stage. Um, Dee and Aisha, you both hit a great point. Um, I talked to a woman. Uh, it was a while ago, actually about three or four months ago. And she, she said this and she said one of the things that she goes through, um, just to add and piggyback basically off of what you said, Dee, is uh, this woman, she makes six figures. And she says when she comes in contact with men, a lot of times they feel because of the money she makes and because she's basically uh, established a life for herself, they feel like, oh, well, shit, you already got it all together. So you don't need me. And she's like, yeah, I'm strong, but I'm still feminine. I'm still a woman. So, yeah, I make six figures, but that doesn't mean I don't need a man or want a man. That doesn't mean that I don't want to be in my in my feminine energy, my feminine space. She said, as a matter of fact, I want that more than anything, because what that allows is the wolves to fucking stay away from me. She said, I don't want to be attacked by the wolves because the wolves is out here and the wolves be the fuck boys, the beta bitch males. They always at me. 
because they all they want to do is come in and use because they see what I'm making. They see what I'm about. They see what I'm doing. But the men who are about something you see and, and, and think, oh, well, shit, she's good. She don't need no man. And she's like, no, we're the ones that do. <laughs> and so it just it kind of just adds to the point that we just can't take. Um, uh, we can't turn that strength of the black woman into, well, she's good. No, she's still she's still feminine. She still has the right to live in her feminine space and be protected in that space. She has that right. And that's our obligation as the as the divine masculine. That's our obligation to give her that space and allow her in that space and allow her to inhabit that space freely at all times, anytime she wants to. And you're absolutely right, D. She is able to shape shift and she knows when that time is. But we have to provide that space as men, man. We have to. We'll move so much further ahead when we do. Go ahead, D. Then Letitia. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, um, you know, you you're 100 right, man. And, and I think like those, first of all, those types of men, uh, you know, who run with that with that idea that oh, well, this woman, you know, these women are independent, you know, they all need me and, and shit like that. Like, you know, they they they're exploiting that narrative, that independent black woman narrative. Motherfuckers, you know. You know what I'm saying? You know that women need men. You know what I'm saying? You know that, you know, when you step into a woman's life, the fact that she might have her shit together doesn't just exclude your contribution to whatever y'all are supposed to be building. You know what I'm saying? So anybody who understands what it means to build, you know, or what, you know, what a relationship is composed of in terms of people standing in that, you know, divine masculine and divine feminine, anybody with that understanding doesn't step into, into a situation with that type of mentality. You know what I mean? It's, it's 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 about you know how can I lighten the load? You know what I'm saying? How do we make this a? How do we how do we create more, more balance with with our situation? You know what I mean? And so I think on the same on the flip side, you know, it's the women that play into the narrative that you know you know black men ain't shit. You know this whole anti-black male um, sentiment that's going around. You know the women that buy into that might be the same ones who feel like you know. Well, fuck it. Let me just get all my shit together anyway, because you know these niggas ain't finna do shit. You know what I mean? And from experiences, you know, from people's experiences, that might be true. And that's that's the whole thing. But most people take their own individual experience and make that indicative of the whole collective. You know what I mean? But just as men, we gotta understand that there's women out here who who want men. You know what I'm saying? Who and who will acknowledge that they need men. And, of what mean what men need to them uh, mean to them <clears throat> on, the, on the same flip side of that there's you know men that understand that you know independent black woman doesn't mean uh, uh, doesn't mean that you know our presence isn't necessary and needed so uh, I just wanted to say that but uh, I'll go ahead and pass it to Letitia peace peace family how you doing peace peace Empress. doing great doing great um, so I just I really wanted to thank you, uh, Emperor Yurima, for for um, putting on the last two um, empresses that you had on. They were, their knowledge was was plentiful, um, and it was good, as Aisha mentioned, to see um, our women, our our goddesses, walk in their power. 
Um, so it, I think that that definitely helps. And, and it would be good for us to see men walking in their power as well. Because um, I think that, that that's what we need as, as a people. But just to piggyback on what you guys just mentioned is, yeah, a lot of times the women, if they're placed in those positions where they have to use, they basically are walking in their masculine energy all the time, then it can't be portrayed that the woman just wants to do everything and, and she doesn't want any help. And unfortunately, with years of the stigma uh, with our men being incarcerated and with with the effeminate, effemination of our men, I think that has created some of the issues with having these fuckboy um, relationships or or men who who just think, oh, it's, it's okay, she makes six figures, so I don't have to do anything. Unfortunately, because the, the uh, system, and I'm not giving men an out, but I'm saying, unfortunately, because of the system and, and some of the situations that these children have been placed in, um, especially the young men living up under a woman, they tend to emulate what they see. And so they think it's okay for the woman to be working and not and them not doing anything. And so that's, I think, something where, of course, it's the responsibility of both parents, but we know that most of our children are in single mother homes. And if they don't see that, if they don't see that a, a man is working every day in the, in the household, or even if they don't live together, having a man consistently in their life that um, shows a young man how to behave and what his role is in his masculine energy, then we end up with where we are today. This is this is uh, experiment that has unfortunately caught up to where we are at this particular point, and we we're seeing the outcome of of how the savage wanted to create and change our narrative and and how. You know, you have these young young black men who who are acting like women, and for them to be to say, "Oh, they make money, and and I don't have to do anything," that just goes to show that that they're not being either raised appropriately, or they're seeing they're seeing that every day play out in their own homes, and unfortunately, they're playing it out as as adults, um, and then we end up where we are, where we have a lack of those men that could have been helping them move those tables. So mm. it's, it's a domino effect, unfortunately. And that's one thing that I think we, as even as the women, if you don't have a, a male in your household, it's important to bring a healthy male into that child's, into that young man's life so that they can see that on a more regular basis so they don't think and go out into this world thinking that they can rely on a woman to that capacity. I think we should rely on each other, of course, because that's our that's how we work as a community. But in that capacity as a child, as a male child, learning what it is to be a man and walk in his, in his uh, manhood, with his woman or with other women even because they could have been helping her or helping that, that other gentleman, you know, move tables and stuff like that. 
Mm. And you saw how that played out. So I just wanted to add to that. I thank you again for um, for that interview. It was really great. It actually had me in tears when I saw her almost crying uh, the surgical tech room. And she she was talking about the growth. And, and I just thought that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you uh, for that, uh, Empress Letitia. So uh, a, a few things. Um, yeah, I, I, I really I really appreciate what you said uh concerning you know having a having a, a strong male in um around even when there is none in the home to guide that boy child i think that that's imperative it's so important um a few a few things i want to i want to key in on and again anybody in the audience who wants to come up and comment you're more than welcome but a few things i want to key in on um when I just talked about strong women and, and men who potentially get into relationships or see them and they feel like, oh, they make so much money, they've already established a life, they're good. Uh, first and foremost, those are the those are kind of the women you kind of uh, want to gravitate to those who kind of already got their shit together. Um, <laughs> so that that's just kind of first and foremost. Secondly, uh, and this is a lesson I'm not exempt. I had to learn this um, in the past. Um, is that just because a woman makes a certain amount doesn't mean that she still doesn't deserve to get flowers delivered to her. That still doesn't mean that you can't buy her roses. That still doesn't mean that she doesn't like gifts. Like um, these are just things that, that that are natural. Also, I think men, uh, we have to get out of the habit of um, uh, we tend to and not all again, but but I see it. I people watch. We tend to get into relationships where we want to, f we, because we are fixers. So we tend to get into relationships where they don't have their shit together. So we want to fix. The woman who's got her shit together, you know, it, it would be easy to already sit down and talk about her, especially if you got your shit together. It would be easy to talk about how, okay, we're going to combine resources. Okay, how we're going to uh, buy this, how we're going to get this property, how we're going to build this business, how we're going to manifest this destiny. It would be a lot easier. But we tend to put ourselves in situations where we're trying to fix some shit. Which we start off in an imbalance. We're trying to make something imbalanced, balanced. <laughs> and then we wonder why we're all in dysfunctional relationships. So you have the strong, the, the the sisters out here who have to do it for themselves because they don't have no help. Then when a dude does come along who's potentially got his shit together, too, he sees that and says, oh, shit, you already got it together. Like D, like you said, that fucked up mentality is usually because that dude is usually used to fixing something. So there's nothing here to be fixed. But there is something here very beautiful. <laughs> so because there's nothing to fix, oh, you already got it together. No, allow that empress to walk in her femininity. She still deserves flowers. She deserves everything that you would give to the woman that you were that you would potentially be trying to fix who doesn't come with her shit together. She deserves that same amount of attention. She deserves that same amount of time. You can't just assume that because she's making money that she's good. That's a fallacy, man. I guarantee if you ask any woman, how can I make your life easier? She will have a list for you. 
So ain't no way that I really don't need nobody. For real, you can ask any woman, whatever, whatever load that they carry, kids or not, you know, how can I make, a, you know, I want to be a part of your life. How can I make your life easier? How can I help create some balance in your life? How can I lighten the load? And I, I don't, if there's a woman on here now that can tell me that you don't have a list, at least a short list, then please come up here and prove me wrong. Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's always somewhere where you can get in where you can fit in. You know what I'm saying? And that's the reason why, you know, it's, it's you know, there's so many conversations to be had, not even from a relationship standpoint. I just mean, it's, you know, just, you know, how many single single women do you see in your neighborhood or day every day that's carrying their trash all day? Or, you know, whatever the case is, you know, it's like these, these, these small contributions can be made whether you're dealing with this person on an intimate level or not. You know, and that's that's what I mean. Like we, we have to fill it. We have to fill an entire presence of black masculinity in our community, not just a couple individual situations. Like there's a whole presence that's missing. And yeah, that puts a lot of, a lot on on the men that you know um, who are capable of, of playing that role. You know what I'm saying? Of being of being that balance, but regardless, that's 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 what our charge is. You know, and so. You know, again, like it's it's not it's not a matter of uh, oh yeah we oh yeah black women are independent black women are strong they can do it all yeah that's true that's true but what part of what they're doing is really my job you know and how do I get in there and and, and figure out how to how to how to make her comfortable enough to relinquish that control to me because we got a bad rap out here as black men. <laughs> and I say it all the time. I say, <laughs> I say it all the time. Like you, you, you can read and feel what women deal with with other men from from how they interact with you. Facts. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's like they, you know, they might reject the shit that you have to that you have to offer. They might reject it in, in a subtle way without even realizing it themselves and push you away because you're too good to be true. What you mean? What you what you mean? Right in my love, boy. Stop, boy. Lighten my load. Nigga, what you gonna do? <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um. No, D. D, yeah. D, D you absolutely right. You absolutely right. The lady I talked to with six figures, she's got a list. She said she got a list. You're, yeah, absolutely, course, course. She, you're absolutely. But, but family, I got a list too. I'm a man. I got a list. <laughs> right. I got a list. These are things she got to bring to the. So I know she's got. She better have a list. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. It's, it's not even about. It's not even about checking all the boxes on the list. You know what I'm saying? But at least, at least check some of. You know, and I, I'm gonna tell you if you know <laughs> if I don't, if I don't, you know, if I don't, if I don't find a queen and lock it down, you know, real soon, I'm gonna start a business like a honey do business, and I'll check like, all the boxes <laughs> off of all the lists. <laughs> It's like there's, there's really 
there's work to be done, you know, and so yeah, it's not just about, you know, acknowledging it and, and talking about it, but, you know, actually covering the basis. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate, I appreciate that. Um, Stephanie Boutet is over here on, <laughs> on Instagram. Yeah, I'm trying to bring you on live with me, Stephanie, because we, uh, the gist of this conversation has been based around you and uh, the fact that you're a phenomenal goddess out here who hasn't sold out. And uh, I just wanted to show my appreciation. I didn't know you were getting on my stream. This was kind of a private conversation, Stephanie, about you. Yes, we were talking behind your back. But it was all good. It was kind of like setting up the birthday party. You don't want the the the, the person to know, like. But you are more than welcome to get Surprise. on. <laughs> yeah, you're more than welcome to get on, Empress. Um, I did send you a uh, go live request. If you want to, if not, I I totally get it. You were you were uh, you had a a busy day yesterday, but um, D, you're absolutely you're absolutely right, um, and I'm thankful for 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 what you said, um, and. I see no women took that challenge because they absolutely have a list as they should. Um, we should all have a list. Um, there should be certain requirements. Um, and um, yes, I think Stephanie's going to get on with us, I believe. So we'll see. Tisha, did you uh, did you have something you wanted to add? Was it you or Aisha that was saying something? I'm sorry. No, I was just uh, I was just uh, echoing what Dee was saying. I guess he was reading uh, her Instagram post about just you know feeling people's energy, and and I agree with that. That that's a definite need is to feel fill out people's energy before you even connect. There you, know, you go on that level as far as relationships go and having those boundaries. Yeah, I think we got you on, Stephanie. I'm, well, I'm gonna call you Miss Boutte because you, uh, you, you are, you are, um, you are doing magnificent things. Yes, we were talking behind your back, Steph. You know how I get down. Um, but um, I was just letting. I wanted to go further into um, some of the conversation you and I had yesterday, and, and some of the other, uh, some of the other ladies. And I just wanted to acknowledge the. Um, black women out here, you all are doing amazing things. <laughs> I know you don't, I know you ate my cuss words, so but uh, yeah, I just wanted to acknowledge you all and uh, just from where you've come to where you are now, uh, it's an amazing journey, and um, I'm we're, we're thankful for you. Thank you, yeah, Thank you. We're, we're very thankful. This and please good. add, I know you've been listening in, so please add. <laughs> 
Well, you're, an, you're an Aries, so you're about to go in. I already know it, so I'm st I'm shutting up. Well, okay. Well, you know, whenever you talk about relationships, I um I like to listen for the most part. I can honestly say at my age, I don't have issues with the black man. Um, they have always been kind to me, good to me. Um, so when I hear black women talk about all their experiences, I, I never really relate because I've always been around greatness when it comes to the black man. And so I'm very defensive. I watch my brothers, I watch my father, my uncles, and they're just so great to me. And so I know how to treat them. Being raised by my grandmother and my mother, I watched how they treated the men in my life, my grandfather, my brothers, and I watched how they reciprocated. So when I went out into the world, I understood the struggles of the black men and I knew how to treat them. My grandmother, she, she really taught us how to love the black man. And she, she would say things to us at 16 and 17 years old, basically like, for example, she would say, she would tell my auntie when she got married, it doesn't matter how upset you are. It doesn't matter what you're going through. When your husband come home, don't ever greet him with negativity or any issues you have. You make sure he has the ambience of his home, the beautiful smell of your perfume and your, your, your beautiful smile. She said, greet him at the door with the energy that he needs to feel like a king in his home. And she said, maybe tomorrow, the next day or later, you share with the issues that you have, but make his home his castle. And so I grew up hearing that from my grandmother for, for a long time. And so when I got married, you know, the ambiance was my domain. So when my husband came home from work, I made sure he could smell his dinner because he worked so hard and he provided. And when you talk about trust, um, I was in a relationship where I was cheated on. And I remember my boyfriend did some things that was inappropriate, but I refused to bring that to my marriage because I had such a good man. And so I was trained at an early age to keep that baggage over there with him and not bring it to the one that's doing good by me. So mm. I knew I knew how to distinguish between the two. And when I tell you, I went into my marriage with my hands down. I, I, I was... When I married my husband, I didn't even know how much money he made. One day he was showing me how to do the bills and I asked him, what was this deposit? And he said to me, he said, this is my, this is my check. And I was like, well, how often do you get it? And he said once a month because he was a fireman. I said, oh my God, you're poor. He fell out laughing because he didn't even, it was so funny to him that I didn't even know how much he made. And he had control of all our finances because he was the responsible one. And I never questioned I never had, when I came home, I was a woman. I was his wife. I was a mom. I didn't have to worry about, we had gender roles. And my husband was the man of the house. And I, mm. I cooked and I kept my house clean and I made myself look pretty. So he would want to rush home to me. Um, so I, and, and I don't know if that was right or wrong, but that's the way I was, I grew up. I watched my grandmother do it. I watched my grandfather come home every day at the same time because he was running home to his wife. And he and my grandmother, when I got older, you let me tell you something. I didn't even know my grandmother place wasn't sitting on my grandfather's lap because every time I saw her, she was sitting on his lap. If he would read the paper, she would go and sit on his lap. When mm. my mother, even when I go home now, my dad's sitting down 
watching TV. My mother goes to sit on his lap. So I, I, it was, it was always weird for me to see the women in my family not sit on the man's lap. That's all I saw. So I think, <laughs> yeah. So I know it's kind of that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. So in relationships, I think. So now that I'm single, my husband passed away, and I date and I meet guys, and when I meet them, I don't care about where they come from, where they've been. I'm immediately just trying to feel the energy. I don't have any expectations. I just want to, I want to listen to the conversation. I want to see where he is now because where he is now, I can't really judge him for what he went through and where he's been. I'm hoping that whatever he's been through and whatever experiences he's had, he's a stronger person. But even if he's weaker, I could pick it up in the conversation. And so I could make a decision whether I want to see him or not. But I don't have expectations. I don't expect him to pay for the dinner. I don't expect him to um, be somebody else. I just want to have a conversation and see if the energy is there and to even see if we're going to get a second date. So I'm, I'm not I'm not running home to put on a wedding dress or anything. I'm just, so I want to when I'm on a date for the first time, tell me about your date. Talk to me. I just I don't want to ask nothing about. I don't even ask a man what do you do for a living because I don't. That's not my business. Because he because if we get together, I don't really need his money. And I'm hoping that he's. I'm attracting the kind of man that's even responsible. I would like to to think that my energy and and the way that I present myself that I'm not gonna get approached by a man that's not worthy enough to even have a conversation with me. So I don't even go through all that worrying about, um, you know, is he worthy or not? A man is not worthy just because he don't make as much money as you. My husband, like I said, my husband was a fireman and I was a millionaire, a millionaire when I met my husband. Money was the last thing that we cared about. He was divorced. I was divorced. All we wanted to be was happy. So it worked because I was happy and he was happy. And then we, it was two people together happy. And I had kids. My husband didn't have any kids. And my kids, my husband wasn't even trying, when we were dating, he wasn't even trying to be friends with my kids. He just was all into me. And they just got the benefits of this awesome man that was treating their mom so good. And my son had a problem with it at first. And you know what I told my son? When we got married, he was so mean to my husband and rude. And I, I kept picking up on it, and I noticed my husband wouldn't say anything. So one day, my husband was giving some advice, and my son said in the car, and my husband didn't hear it, but I heard it. He said, oh, Lord, here we go again with another speech. We was in the parking lot at Walmart. So my husband was getting out the car, and I made my son stay in the car. And I told my son, I said, I don't know what's your problem with my husband, but I'm going to tell you this. And this is exactly what I told my son. I said, for some reason, you got it. You got it jacked up in my house. My husband comes first. You do not come before my husband. Mm. I said, if you think that I'm going to choose you over my husband, you need to get your shit out of my house. Call your daddy and tell your daddy you need to go live with him because you can't stay with me and disrespect my husband. I say so. And then I got real upset because he was like, mama. I said, no, let me rephrase it. When you get home, get your shit and get the fuck out of my house. Call your daddy and tell him you want to go live with him because you're not going to be in my house and disrespect my husband who's good to me and good to you and making sure that everything in this house is at peace. Oh, you got me jacked up. You're not fixing to mess up my happy home. You got to go. 
My son told me, no, mama, I don't want to leave. He said, mama, I like my life. I said, well, you better get it together and treat my husband the way he's supposed to be treated because he's too good to mm. us. That man, is, is he was good to us. And so I called my ex-husband and I told him, I said, look, if AJ, you're going to have to talk to your son because if he's in this house making my husband uncomfortable in a home that he's providing for us and making sure everybody's, I'm trying to tell you the stuff my husband was doing for that child to be acting crazy. So my ex-husband had to talk to his son and he had to get him straight because he wasn't going to live with me anymore. I told him I'll pay the child support. Take that boy. He ain't fixing the room. <laughs> oh my goodness. And so, it, and so I think in relationships, as I, since I've been single and I could, I could actually talk from experience. I watch a lot of my single friends. When I tell you, I have single friends that are judges you name it, six figures, and they can't keep a boyfriend. Or they can't keep, they always, they have all these do's and don'ts. And everybody look at me like I'm, I'm like the queen of, of attracting the men. But no, you know why men approach me? Because I'm Stephanie. When you see me, I'm smiling. I don't have an energy where I'm, I'm mugging you, looking at you up and down like you're not worthy to talk to me. A man is not going to approach you if you think you're too much or if you think you're above them. How how a man going to approach you when you're 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 you don't have an embracing spirit? When I'm out, I don't I don't have to have friends to go out. I go out and eat at a restaurant by myself and drink me a glass of wine. If somebody look at me, I smile. I don't need. Just because I'm smiling at you doesn't mean that I'm attracted to you. I want you to talk to you. I want you to come talk to me. I'm friendly. So if he's attracted to me, of course he's going to come talk to me because I have a warm, embracing spirit. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And so women, they like my girlfriends, they have all these do's and don'ts. And they always put themselves on this pedestal as if they're better than the men that they date. But I don't think anything is wrong with that. But I think they limit themselves. They have all these, like I said, for example, I have a girlfriend. She only like men that's, he has to be at least 6'2". He has to have this. He has to dress this way. He has to have that way. He, You know, she has all these criterias on a physical level. So when we go out, I know I will meet all the men because I, I like nice guys. <laughs> so so if she's <laughs> looking for a certain type of men, then I know I'm I, I, Shoot, she's not even interested in all the nice guys, the, the sweet guys, because first of all, most of the men in the place is not going to be 6'2", so she just eliminated herself with half the guys in the, at, the, at the fundraiser or the party. And so I think as women, as black women, I really think it comes down to we are so disconnected from the elder women. Like, I am, I'm always humble when I'm around most of my, my female friends now are 60. You saw the ladies at the church. They're 65 and above. So I listen and I pay attention to the things that they share with me. And so when I'm dating, you know, I know how to be a lady. I allow the man to open the door for me. I'm not offended by that, you know. And if he wants to, now if I really start dating, Yorama, and he wants to take me out, I want to see him. If I like him, I want to see him several times a week. So I'm not expecting him to take me out three, four times a week. Can you imagine how expensive that is? And so let's mm -hmm. say he takes me out and he pays for everything. Well, the next time we go out, I wouldn't mind paying. But some men, they don't want a woman to pay. And I respect that. So guess what? If, if he's that man and he does not want me to pay, then I'm going to offer him dinner at my home. I'm going to cook mm -hmm. him something. I'm going to figure out something where I could see him more. But I'm not going to expect him to 
to pay, pay $150 a night on dinner three times a week. That's almost $500 a week. He trying to date me and entertain me? No. But if he want to do that and he could afford it, then that's a different story. But I don't expect it. My expectations are not there. I like reciprocity. Mm. And, and I say that. So if he's if he's treating me, I don't mind treating. And even if I didn't, if I couldn't afford it, I figure out a way so I could spend time with him because I like this guy. You know what I mean? And I don't want him to take the burden of always having to pay and always having to create the environment. If he's if he's treating me a certain way, then I'm a reciprocated. If he's smiling at me, I'm a smile back, you, you know, and mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I think we just make relationships more complicated than what it is. I have to tell my, my kids to just be happy and that energy will will follow you. You know, if you make sure that you're happy and you're genuine to who you are, and and try not to impress somebody. Look at me right now. I got on this 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 chime. I didn't. I don't have makeup on. You know. I like to put my little lip gloss. I like to look cute, but I'm comfortable with who I am. And I'm not gonna put on the eyelashes and and overdo myself to impress you because that's just not who I am. And I'm and I'm not. I want you to see me like this. So when I do put on makeup or all the eyelashes, then I'm an enhancement to what you're seeing and you're not going to be saying mm. well, she's she looking like this today no I want you to and I got a potty mouth you know sometimes you, when we talk I might make you uncomfortable that's just who I am and if that's the side of me that you don't like then I respect the fact that you're not going to call me back or you don't want to talk to me but I do sometimes I use a cuss word here and there and you might not like that and I, I'm okay with that but I'm not going to change mm. who I am so I could be with you because then, then guess what? I'm with somebody that don't even know me. And then I don't, mm. then I'm living my life. Yorama for you. You know, if you and I, we went out and, and, and this actually happened to me, this guy that I was liking a, a while back and he had taken me on a little weekend vacation and he stayed on the third floor. I stayed on the first floor, but we kind of wanted to get to know each other. And a couple of times I could tell he was real reserved, but, the F-bomb came out and, you know, I'm an Aries. And so my girlfriend was like, oh, my God, you said a curse word in front of Jared? I was like, yeah, I need him to know I curse because he might not want to date me anymore. He might not want to date me anymore. <laughs> so he has to make that choice, right? So he has, right, right, right. He, he has to make, yeah. And so and I, that's another thing. Sometimes women don't allow men to make their own choices. If you don't want to, listen, I want to say this to the ladies that, that's out there. There's this thing that's going out called ghosting, right? Um, like sometimes men just like disappear. And it happened to me a couple of times. And I didn't, I, it disturbed me. Like, you know, because I come from an environment, if a man's not interested, they call you and they just tell you, you know, Stephanie, it's not working out and we're on a different page. And, you know, they just, and they, we go away and we, whatever. But now men, women do too, I guess, but I was ghosted a couple of times. When a man just disappeared, blocked my number, didn't call me back, and I I was feeling some kind of way. And then later, I would find out he was married or, you know, he was he had done lied to me so much, I was getting too close to the truth, so he didn't know how to face me. So I say that, Yorama, because sometimes people got issues going on that have nothing to do with you, and if you sit there and you try to figure it out, you're doing yourself a disservice. And and so if somebody ghosts me or if they don't want to talk to me, I'm always happy because I'd be saying to myself, Lord, thank you, Jesus, for whatever I was about to get myself into. 
you just remove that negative energy because you don't want to be with somebody who has that kind of spirit. Think about it, you remember? Somebody that, that feels so comfortable where they could ghost you. You don't want to really, would you want to be with somebody like that where you get all involved and you done dated them for five months and then they ghost you? That's some jacked up shit. I'm sorry. Did I say shit? <laughs> but I know your 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 audience, I hear them say all kind of stuff, so I'm okay. So, Ms. Anyway. Mute, I, I, I prefer cuss words. You know how I get down, so. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, 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 yeah. And so relationships, I don't know, Yorama, you, relationships are not complicated. People make it complicated. And, I, and this is the best advice I could tell people. Um, you do you, I'm going to do me. And when we come together, let's just do each other. How about that? You don't try to change me. I won't try to change you. And when we get together, as long as you're happy and your energy is good, I'm happy and my energy is good, let's get together. And and let's have some good energy together. But I think everybody makes um, – everybody just wants something from other people that they, they don't have for themselves. How are you going to want somebody else to give you happiness and you're not happy with yourself? You can't even go out on a date by yourself. You can't even go to the movies by yourself. But you want somebody to take you to the movies. That don't even sound right, does it? Does that sound right to you? It's no, just, you got to be happy within yourself first. If, I think a lot of people are looking for somebody else to make them happy. They're not happy within themselves. So, it, you know, and, and this is what we talk about, the internal work and the shadow work that needs to be done. Because if you're not happy with yourself, if you're dependent on somebody else to make you happy, if that person is not there, you're going to be miserable again. So you have to be. And I, we talked about it yesterday, uh, uh, Stephanie, uh, the, the fact that Will Smith said it's not his job to make his wife happy. I That's her job. Say that, but I, man, you gave me chills when you said that. That is so true. It's it's not my job to make you happy. Nobody else happy. My job is to make myself happy, and whatever else comes, and and that energy. You remember we were share this with your audience about um, how I was telling you how my husband, my, when I was married, he was, he was cheating on me, and he was mad at me because <laughs> I didn't lose sleep over it. You, you know, I, my I did. I, I, tell, tell them about that, Stephanie. I was going to tell, but I said, no, I'm, I, that's too personal. But go ahead. <laughs> but it was, it's a true story. Let me tell you, my, my husband, when I got, I got pregnant real young, but God had really blessed him where he got drafted to the NFL. So he became this like superstar football player. So something happened along the way where all these women was just coming at him and he was, and he was going at them. He wasn't pushing them away. I mean, he was, but he was married. And so he would do all kind of inappropriate things while we was married. And I had these small kids at home. I'm trying to take care of his children. And one lady in particular, I guess, decides to call me one night to tell me she was with my husband and she was describing the passion mark she put on him and the underwear he had. So she was sending him home to me, I guess, for me to fight him. I don't know what her, her reason was, but I forgot about it and went to sleep. So I remembered it a couple of weeks later, and the man was so upset with me because I had forgotten the woman had called me in the middle of the night to tell me his business. And and he literally was crying, telling me, I don't love him. All I care about is my children. And, and if that was any other woman, she would have had a butcher knife with all the lights on and waiting for him to come home. But no, Stephanie, he said, yo ass went to sleep. You don't love me. And it bothered me. And I looked at him and said, let me tell you something. I'm in this house every day taking care of your children. 
I do everything I'm supposed to do. I cook, I clean, I make sure I'm a good wife, I'm a good mother. I said, I'm doing my part and I'm not going to lose sleep. I said, but you, you come in this house, you lie, you cheat, you done been with all kind of women doing inappropriate things. And you look at me and expect me to be all worked up and worried about your bad choices. No, I said, but I can tell you this. You're going to come home one day. And we're all going to be gone because of these choices that you're making. And the choices that you're making is going to cost you your family. And when it does, I won't lose any sleep because I've never done anything. And sure enough, he, it costed him his family. And we talk about that today. And I tell women all the time, a man does things. It's not because they don't love you. And I, I promise you, wasn't Andre wasn't doing all those inappropriate things because he didn't love me. He was just, hell, he probably was doing it. And after he did it, he probably thought about me. Sometimes everything is not about you. You know, I hear women say, how could he do that to me if he loved me? Hell, it ain't got nothing to do with you. It had everything to do with something else that he was thinking about. Hell, he probably thought about you after he did it and felt guilty. You, you know, but I think we just take too much emphasis on what other people do. I'm too busy trying to do what I, I'm trying to live a good life. I'm trying to keep up with my own drama. And I'm not just to get caught up with the bad decisions other people make. And and we even get caught up with that when our children think about it. Our children do all kind of jacked up stuff. And we, we, we blame ourselves. No, you raised them right. You taught them the way that they were supposed to be taught. You made, like, I, we talked about the sacrifices black women make. You have made the sacrifices. So why when your children go out there and do some jacked up shit, you beating yourself up? No, you did your part. Go to sleep. Put that, get your, mm. go, hey, I'll go buy your new mattress and go, and, and go, go to sleep. You, you know, mm. I just think, I just think society has programmed us in a way where we so far from who we are and what's in our hearts where we're so caught up in what people think, um, how they feel about us. You know, at 53 years old, when I turned 50, I always tell people what, what people think about me is none of, that, none of my business. I got to be concerned with what I think about myself. You know, I can't, I can't get caught up with, well, she liked me or he don't like me. No, I got to like me. And, and it's okay. They don't ha not everybody's going to like you and, and be okay with it. And so, but I know I could talk, but this relationship thing, I'm, I'm excited that you're talking about this because when I go home and I listen to my grandmother, I listen. You know, my grandmother would tell us in a minute, my cousin was saying something about um, how her husband always want to have sex and she don't know where his energy come from. And my grandmother looked at her and said, girl, if you're going to sit your ass down, you better be lucky. He want to have sex with you and not somebody else. And we all did, ooh. <laughs> Right. She was like, with your fat ass, you better be glad he wants you. I was like, oh, <laughs> and so, Them elders speak that truth. They speak the truth. They, they ain't got no cut card. But think about that. You know, your husband fighting you for sex, that don't even sound right. It takes 30 seconds to get in the mood. Sex is a mind thing. Give your husband what he wants. Quit fighting him. Because most of the time, he probably tired as hell. He probably ain't going to take no more than 10 minutes. He just want his wife. <laughs> right, right, right. Him. Yeah. And not every night yeah. it will be 45 minutes. Sometimes he just want to feel his woman and, and, and go to sleep early. I don't, I, I just think, I think every, things are just too complicated. And, and like, like women, especially women in relationships, let me tell you, when I was, my husband was alive, my husband ain't never had to worry about sex. Hell, 
if he just looked at me with a glazed eyes, I'd get myself ready. Because my husband, yeah. if that's if, as good as he was to me, and, and, and if it, think about it, your husband want you. He want to make love to you. Girl, you better lay your ass down and, and take care of your man before he, somebody else go take care of him. I'd be damned if, 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 if my husband want me and I'm going to say no, you're never supposed to say no. Get your, it's 30 seconds. Because if he don't want you, then you all mad. Why he don't want me? You know, I done put on weight. Now he don't want me. No, that's not how it work. That's not how mm. it works. No, he, he wants you. You just haven't been taking care of him. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm talking to your audience. Your audience is going to be like, ooh, Ms. Boutte wrong. But no, no, it is what it is. It's just, you know, like in relationships right now, when I date, like right now, I, I, I haven't been on the date in a minute. But when I do date and I'm always... I have complete transparency. If I date more than one person, that means that whoever I'm dating hasn't really caught my interest. I'm not sexually active. I'm, I don't have to explain that. But if, if I'm dating and I really like you, then I'm not going to date anybody else. I'm dating you because I like you and I want to see where it goes. But if I, if, if I, like, if you'll call me and you'll say, um, well, I want to take you out. No, I have a date. I'm date. I got a date tonight, but maybe next weekend. That means you you're not there yet because it's like an audition. And women get that so you know they have sex with a man and then all of a sudden that's the man. Or a man have sex with a woman. That no, it don't work that way. People have to communicate. And I think with the texting thing, I think that I think we have lost our way. You know, people don't oh. communicate. I have to tell men where I'm at in life, and I have to share with them. Um, I have to talk to them. Like I was dating a guy that I really liked and we traveled a lot and we didn't get to see each other much. And I would literally have to say to him, um, are we exclusive? Or do, do you think that we're just seeing each other or are you, you know, I would have to bring up the conversation because I didn't want to assume anything and whatever it was, I just had to make adjustments. Like if he wasn't ready to be in a committed relationship, I was okay with that. But I had to know because I didn't want to assume and then get upset about something that I assumed that we never talked about. So if I had something on my mind that I wanted to know, because we're spending a lot of time together, then I'm gonna bring up the conversation. Um, you know, are we are we are we able to see other people? Because I just want to know, and I'm not asking you for anything. I just need to know where we are in this relationship, so I can keep respecting you the way that you desire to be respected, and vice versa. Uh, what's wrong with that? Is there something wrong with that? No, Stephanie, you know, I say all the time, it, 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 just about any situation, but particularly relationships, I need all the information so I can make an informed decision. Let me know. <laughs> like, I need to know. That's all I need to know. And, and, and then we can make an informed decision on how to move forward. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think the problem is, is that people don't show that that level of honesty and communication these days. And the communication, um, a lot of it is done through text, which is bad. Anyway, that, that, that starts off bad because there's a lot of things that get missed within a text that you won't miss uh, via verbal conversation. So I don't um, even respond yeah. to that. Like you send me a text message with a long text. I, sometimes I won't even read it. Call me. I don't bite. What you sending me a long ass text for? Call me. I'm a grown ass woman. I'm not no kid. You're texting me like a little kid. I want to um, 
I want to uh, change gears just for a second because we started the, the conversation actually deviated to relationships, but we were talking about you. What motivates you and how can we assist you? Because any woman that's not any woman that's not selling out and does the things for our community that you were doing, that is to be rewarded. So how can we assist you? How can we uh, um, contribute? And what motivates you? Empress to keep going because there are some black women on that absolutely look up to you right now. And um, I'm sure they want to know what motivates you to push because you push. <laughs> well, you know, my life is I get a I get a high watching others succeed. It's like that's my check. Like when my students. I'm motivated by helping others succeed. It seems like the more people that I get, like I said, I came from a poverty environment. But when I see people coming from generations of poverty, when I get, get young people out of prison, out of jail, that nobody will hire them. And then I finally get them jobs and training. You know, that's my high. And so it's like, I can't really describe it to you, but it's like you're helping somebody succeed. You're helping somebody that never thought they could make it. You're helping somebody that was suicidal. You know, I, I've met, I told you, but I meet women that be abused by men, financially abused, and men that just think that there's no way out. And then we meet them, and Miss Guilford and my team and I, and then you see them five years later, man, they the manager at this clinic. Or they done opened their own business, and they done, they got five bands, and they coming and looking for some students to work with them. So, yeah, that's that's what motivates me. And what we do as a company, everybody think it's always about money. You know, you said some powerful things to us at, at dinner um, last night that had me thinking about it when I woke up this morning. It's like, we don't know how to help each other uh, authentically. Like, um, every time people see me and they see the school, because we have, all our schools are just beautiful. And they just think that we have all this money. No. We do things, when we make money, we reinvest it. Like there's a percentage that I put in reserve for my students to have the best. It's not always about money. You, you, you understand what I'm saying? Well, people, well, like you said, how, how can I donate? You know what? I need mentors. I need you, Yorama, to come down sometime and talk to Mr. Shoemaker. I need him to see you. I need, you know, Dr. Price, he's the president, or so, I think at Megareg, it's one of the black universities. I need him to see you in a suit. I need him to, I need my students to hear your story because I'm a woman. And most of the time when I'm around men, what I say to them is not the same as when you say it. So that's what I need. I need my community to, you know, if I make mistakes, call me. You know what, Stephanie? I, I really, I was really uncomfortable with something that was said. But you know, talk to me. Keep me strong. You know, don't, don't, don't come kill me when I make a mistake or, or if I do something that you don't like. Keep me strong. You know, help me, build me, introduce me to somebody that's gonna. If you see something that that's going on in my business that's weak, and you know somebody that can help make me strong. I was telling you about the cancer school. That's why I was texting you. I met this guy, and he was doing GD programs, and I flew out just to see what he was doing. He's a real estate developer, and he had a building that he had bought, and he was in an area where it was just a lot of poor people that he was just trying to help that didn't graduate from high school. 
So he just opened up the building and just had people volunteering to teach GD. When I went there, there were so many people. It was, I said, where are they going after they get their GD? He didn't have a plan. So I sat down, me and my team, we wrote a plan for him. And I told him, I said, this is where they need to go. I own vocational training schools. I wrote five programs for him, for his area. And one of the things I saw, he had a lot of people that had a criminal background. He wrote a truck driving program. I called the state. I did, when I tell you, that's my school. I did, me and my team, we did everything. And every time I go there, they all over the place and we get them back in. And he cry, he literally cries and, and he'll walk me around and he'll say, Miss Butte, look at what you did. And we just get emotional because that's what we have to do. You, you understand, Yorama? This is what we have to do. And he didn't pay me anything. He didn't even have the money to pay us. We just did it because we saw the need for the community. And, and I figured in my mind, I said, if this man have all these people in GD programs and they were all black males. I could tell you 90% of them were black males. I said, we got to do something. I just visited him recently. He started a trucking company and bought 12 trucks. And he employs all the guys in the truck driving program that we wrote. And they, as soon as they come out, he, he started the company to employ them. If I tell you, I just... I was so happy. So now, guess what? We're gonna we're gonna get some more trucks. We're gonna bring it to Toledo, and we're gonna we're gonna start a truck driving program here. And I'm gonna take that same truck driving program, and I'm gonna take it back to Houston because I'm gonna get him to open up a truck driving business in Houston, so all these people in Houston can have jobs too. That's what that's what we need. We need support. Um, my money is always good because it helps me get people that can't really afford. Like sometimes I can't get people approved. So whenever people donate, then I could buy books. Like I could give scholarships and I could say, okay, this is a $2,800 program, but somebody donated some money. And guess what? I could get your supplies. I could get your kids. You know, don't don't worry about that. Or like when people donate money to the school, like Anthony, one of the guys I was telling you about, we, we got together, raised $1,800 for him to pay his fine so he could get his license. Um, reinstated so he could go to work because the company wouldn't hire him until he had his license. So if we have donations, guess what? I wouldn't have had to go wait two weeks to, to raise the money. I could have went in the fund and just paid and the deposit to the, the company that whatever it was, he had a wreck or something and he had something on his record where they had suspended his license. So those are the things that monetary things do because I've learned and one, one thing I can tell the ladies um, our hearts are so big where we had to learn how to stop doing things so personally because I was going bankrupt, you know, <laughs> buying clothes and buying food. And so I just had to, I had to get smart about it. So I partnered with nonprofits to come in to help me so it wouldn't be such a strain, you know. Wherever I was weak, I partnered with companies that were strong. And so, especially, like, there's so many black companies out here doing so many wonderful things, but you only hear about them when something bad happens. You know, and I knew a lady like that. She she had a, a program that was thriving, and she, she had one of the students complain 
It was all over the news. And it broke my heart because she had spent 12 years building her business. And it took one student with a complaint to have her on the news like she had done something so horrible because the woman didn't get what she wanted. You know what I mean? But where was the black community? Why we didn't all come together? Where was your ramo? I should have reached out to you so you could have heard the story and, and fight back against it. But that's what happens yeah. to me too. So yeah, that's that's what it is about black businesses. And we just all have to learn. I like the way you say unity. We just have to unite. We are so thankful for you, Stephanie, and, 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 and the work that you do. Uh, for everybody, her cash app is dollar sign Stephanie Boutte. I know you as Miss Boutte, but her cash app is dollar sign Stephanie Boutte. Um, and you have some, uh, Stephanie, you didn't sell out. I love you for that. Yeah, and I'm, I'm not afraid. To, I was offered $50 million to sell my cup, my school. $50 million to change my brand. And it was, my mama thought I had lost my mind. And the check was just, I could dream about it. But I, at the end of the day, you know what? I, I, like I said, I, I wake up in the morning, I'm stress free. You know, I have everything that I need. My family's healthy. Like, why am I leaving, taking my legacy away and not leaving it to my grandkids? Like, what, what is wrong with me? And, and I just had to walk away from it. It's not about, you know, and that's the thing with our culture. It's always about the money. And okay, let's say I took the $50 million, started a new school that wanted me to do a non-compete. So 10 years, I'm going to be 60 in 10 years. I'm not going to want to, you know, at that, at that age, I'm going to be wanting to retire. I could make that money. You see what I'm saying? So the mindset is not there. $50 million seems like a lot of money to give to somebody. But think about it. If I got four schools right now, I could, I could do that fifty million in what, three and a half, four years? You see what I'm saying? Mm. So the mindset yeah. of us, we, we have to change our mindset, you, you know, and yeah. because that I'm going to tell you, money like that, it gets you all discombobulated. And then when you when you really think about it, after, if let's say I would have took the money, I would have been so mad at myself because I would have said, man, I could have did that. I'm, now I'm working for the people. I could, yeah. I'm working for them. And I could have did that for my children and my, my, my great, great, great grandkids. I could have made that into a billion dollars. So, yeah, that's but what it is. On the, on the flip side, too, Stephanie, um, on the flip side, this is how I look at it. Because you kept your integrity, I feel like it's on us, the community, to keep you lifted now. See, that's the flip side. We, 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 we want the integrity, we want the morals, we want the values, and then when somebody stands on that, then we just leave them out there to blow in the wind. And you're strong enough, we see your strength, but it's incumbent upon us as a community to make sure that we keep you lifted. It's incumbent upon us as a community to make sure that we surround and insulate you because you have taken that step. And um, that, that's my obligation, that's all of our obligation uh, to Thank do you. that for you. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 necessary. It's a must. And and let, and let me tell you what I what you're absolutely right because one of the things that I do now is I get with other black owners of other businesses like I have to tell my team 
any RFPs, anything that we do, you have to make sure that you're supporting black businesses. Did you see those people out there yesterday? Those those were just pop shops. I work with those people. I contract them to do work. I make sure that 87%, almost 90% is spent on black-owned businesses. We have to support each other in everything that we do. And you're absolutely, I agree with you on that. It's like the things that I need done, like I had a lady I was talking to and she kept telling me what she couldn't do. and what she, I said, you don't really have a choice. <laughs> I said, this is our community. If we do not do this, we're going to lose our communities and these fundings that's there, it's going to go up in a place that it's not going to benefit our community. So we, we don't, I told her we don't have a choice. And she just looked at me like, did she just tell me that? I was like, yeah, you have to help me. I told her, I said, I need you. You, you can't just say, I can't afford you. I said, you're going to have to bring your fees and your prices down or you're going to have to work for free because we, we have to do this. And that lady been with me now for eight months. <laughs> and look, love working with me. She's seen the other side of what she's been missing. It's not always about the money. You know, she gets a great joy. She's always tagging somebody along with her, introducing them to me now. <laughs> Stephanie. You don't have a choice. Stephanie. Stephanie, for those that haven't for those that haven't met you personally, you you know you could have been a salesman, right? It's hard to say no to you, Steph. It's hard it's just hard to say no. I mean, so I can see why she's been with you and she's going to stay with you because it, it, you, you if you if you ever leave this and go into sales, you'll be a billionaire. You'll be a billionaire, I guarantee it because it's hard to say no to you. You got that gift. And, you know, but, yeah, and I'm going to let you guys go, but I'm going to make you laugh. I met a man. He was the, the, the human resources director of the city of Houston. And he was so important. He would never return me a call I'd leave messages. And I kept saying, he's that important when he can't call me back. Yurama, I harassed that man so much. So one, every day when he got in, my voicemail was on his phone. He said to me one day, he said, who is this lady, Stephanie Boutte? Let me call her. So he called me. And I, when he called me, I said, where are you? He said, I'm at my house. I said, I'm on my way. I'm, we friends today. He said, tell that story to everybody. I, I harassed the daylights out of him. And I would not take no for his commute. Because I had an HVAC program. And he had all them jobs. And I had all these young men that needed work. Well, he was going to hire my students. And we're friends today. Every time I have a party, he texts me every birthday, holiday. And he tells people our stuff. We became friends. I harassed the hell out of him. That's what we gotta do. <laughs> Stephanie, we are so thankful for you. Oh, she froze up. Oh, wait, repeat what you just said because it froze up. What'd you just say? He's the mayor of Houston. Our special turn is the mayor. He's a, he's our mayor now. And, and so, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, he tells the story all the time how I would harass the hell out of him. Every day, my voicemail. Look what I'd say on his voicemail. I know you got my message yesterday and you never called me back. So I guess I'll be calling you again tomorrow. Maybe you'll call me tomorrow. <laughs> I said, you call me. I said, you're going to hear my voice every day. And that man finally said, you know what? Let me call this crazy woman. That's okay. He called me. <laughs> he called you. And y'all, yeah. And, and he, and, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Um, any, any, anything else, anything else uh, that you would like to say, Stephanie, you're such, you're such a powerhouse. Um, I just, your words of wisdom are just, uh, um, 
It's just what we need to, it's what we need to fall on our ears right now. So is there anything else that you want to add? Relationships, whatever, life, it doesn't matter. Just say it. You know what I would like to encourage everybody? I want everybody out there to believe in themselves, to start their own business, to do their own thing. If you believe in yourself and don't depend on others to eat, you're going to always eat. You got to have faith in your own abilities. Um, one of the things I would like to see you do at some point, I saw a couple of people do it, but I, it kind of fall off the track. I would like to see you start some kind of incubator where, and this was a vision of my husband, as a matter of fact. He wanted people that that's very successful in the black community to be incubators to build up others, invest in their business. So, for example, because I had a school, I went to Kansas City. I used my resources, my time, my energy to help start another school, another black owner. And now he's doing so well. So now he's helping other schools. So if we could learn to be incubators, like whatever your industry is. So if you have a uh, detailing business and you're really successful, take two young men under your wing, invest in them. And, and, and show them how they can start their business. It's enough food out there for all of us to eat. It don't have to be in your city. It could be in another state. It could be in another environment. But if we learn to create incubators, we all win it. I, I, I've helped seven people start schools, seven black businesses start schools. And mm. I feel good about that, that I was able to do that because I had the knowledge and the skills. Now, I can't help anybody do something I'm not good at, but if you're good at something, invest in somebody else. You know, show them a way so that they don't have to go through what I went through when I started. Nobody wanted to help me. But if you know, and, and don't be afraid to ask. If you're out there and you hear me and you want to start a school, call me. If you got the money and the resources, or if, if you think you have the talent where you could have a business, call somebody you know. Get started. Because I think that's going to be the secret to us as a race. Just do it, the, what they call it, the Black Wall Street. Just doing our thing. So, Stephanie, uh, when we start our community, and I showed you the blueprint yesterday, you would, come, you would, you would be willing to come out and start a school? Or yeah, at yeah. least show us. At least show us. Yes, hell yeah. Give us I've, I've been awesome. thinking about the money to buy the land. I'm, I'm about to get up. When, when I get my mind right, we're going to raise that money. I just got to figure out how we're going to do it because that's not a lot of money. And with all the people that's following you, if everybody just make a commitment to do $20 a week, hell, we spend that on lunch. Just think about it. I'm going to make that commitment today. I could do $20 a week. You know what I mean? Don't eat lunch one day. Bring your lunch to work. We could do this. We could think about that. Yeah. Think about it. Yeah, so I love you guys. And, and my look, my grandmother, she figured out how to do the FaceTime thing. So she's trying to FaceTime me. Let me go talk to her. I love you guys. <laughs> Thank you. We love you too, Stephanie. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Black okay. woman power you were it. Thank you. Okay. You guys have a wonderful day. Enjoy your Sunday. You too. Okay. Peace, peace. Peace, love, and life. Bye-bye. She is absolutely amazing. Um, I, I'm usually not lost for words, but when the black when the black woman speaks, she the, the, the black woman just um, yeah. I'm Leticia. You had something. <laughs> I'm just gonna shut up. She's amazing. No, I'm 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 just 
I, I feel so full right now. I just wanted to say that I'm glad she came on. Um, a wealth of knowledge um, and wisdom. I really appreciated that. Um, wanted to find out, I, I, I don't know if you know how we can um, donate or help the Empress, but I, I'd like to know how we can. Um, well, I know her cash app is uh, her cash app is uh, dollar sign Stephanie. Uh, that's S T E P H A N I Boutte B O U T T E. Um, that's her cash app, and so. Um, and then, if you could also um, share share our Unity Walk cash app, please, sir. Uh, yeah, it's uh, dollar sign the T H E Unity U N I T Y Walk. Um, W-A-L-K. Uh, Delano Gray, thank you so much. I appreciate that, brother. Thank you. Um, and that's exactly what it'll go towards, the land project. I appreciate you. Um, so I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. So I shout out a lot of people. I shout out a lot of businesses. Um, <clears throat> there are there are certain people that I vibe with that I'm very, very comfortable with. Um, there are certain people, it's not always, it's not many, but there are certain people when they say something, I know that that's what it is. And um, I would hope that those certain people would feel the same about me. Like that's just, that's just kind of how we vibe. Um, it's certain people. So I have a small circle, then I have the outer circle, and then there's the outer circle. So that small circle of people, um, when they say things, I, I feel very comfortable. Um, there's a trust level built with us that uh, we are past all the all the all the frivolous BS, so to speak. It's like the trust is there. We don't even have to talk about it. We know what it is. Um, when Stephanie just said, like I know. And, and like I said, this is not just about her. I, I wanted to do this. I wanted to do this room for just the strength of black women, period, for the ones who are out here doing it, for the ones who are out here doing it. But when she just said she's going to figure out a way for us to get that money for the land, you don't know the comfort that I felt when she said that. Now, we're talking about a woman who has who's created four schools. So, um, you know. Um, there are certain people when you watch how they move in their purpose, um, you come to the realization that there's really nothing that they can't do. Um, it's just a matter of how at this point, not that they can't, it's just how. And um, that's, that's the part of alignment. That's the part of the universal shift that um, I think that we all can tap into. And there are some of us that some some that have. Um, so, yeah, I appreciate you all. Um, Wealth, you joined. D, you wanted to say something. Um, I don't know. Uh, my bad, my bad, D. I had to get back to my phone. Um, okay. Hey, listen, there's so much I can say about what the queen just just. She hit on so much, man, and, and um, it's bomb. Right, it's it bomb. was really refreshing. 
I'm trying to tell you, bro. She dropped bombs, man. I was over here like a a cheerleader, rah, rah, sis, boom, bye, and all that. I was like, I was into that, man. Uh, And and really because, and I I said it on in the IG chat, you know, that's that Shaharazad Ali energy, you know what I'm saying? That, that, you know, that real divine feminine, and and that shit needs to reverberate through the fucking planet, man. Like, that message, everything that she said, man. that's that's the energy and and, and and notice she said that she grew up with examples of, of real black masculinity. She grew up with real men in her life who she she had no understanding of what these women were talking about, you know, in terms of the traumatic experiences, you know, because she had that example from, from different angles. You know, she said her, you know, her father, her brothers and then, you know, whoever else. Um, and so that just shows like the, the importance of how that affects the, the minds of young girls and, you know, women growing up, you know, with those examples because they grow up with that type of understanding. Like, you know, she, like she said, she said, I love black men. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, and, and the way that she talks about, the, you know, how she, um, you know, how she's there for her husband and stuff like that. Like, that's, that, that's not something that she's doing despite being treated bad. You know what I'm saying? That's something that she's doing because these, these are men that have been, have displayed what true masculinity is, so therefore she's comfortable being a true, truly feminine woman. And and you know, I just think that's a beautiful thing that you know that there are still women out here who view us, you know, the way that we're meant to be viewed, and are willing to to be, um, you know, to be that at that soft and sweet to a man who's strong and steady. You know what I'm saying? And so that that's. I just, I'm grateful for everything that she just said. I'm grateful to the sisters who was chiming in, who, who kind of agree with, with that energy and, and they on that same frequency. Um, and damn, once I get me a situation like that, I ain't going no fucking way. Cause that shit was rock solid, son. I like that. I like that energy. So yeah, that's that. Yo, she said, she said it was, she said it was normal to see her grandmother and her mom sit on they on their man's lap like yo and she she was like she did she said it was abnormal not to see that like that was so beautiful like something small like that was yeah it was it, something small like that was such a highlight i'm like wow um yeah that part hit me too god i was like oh, oh i got chills when she said that she said to this day she she go home and her, her, her mother sitting on her father's lap. Yeah. I say, damn, like that's that's real. Like, like just think about the environment, like just the type of loving environment to where you can go out and feel like you can just go do whatever the fuck you got to do out here in the world to protect and provide for you and yours because you know what you're coming home to. She said, I make sure I look good for my man. I make sure you can smell the food when he's coming in the house and blah, blah, blah. And, and, and the thing is, it's not even, it's not even, it's not even about, man, fuck, I, no disclaimer is necessary, man. Like, that, that's, that's the fucking energy right there. That's what, that's what, that's what a God can feel like a God and know, I'm on my way home, so I can't wait to get to the house. My queen waiting on me, man. You know what I'm saying? Or, or even better yet, I can't go out here making dumb decisions. Like, do you know what I got at home relying on me? I can't go out here doing dumb shit. Yeah. Like, you know what, you, you know what I'm going home to? Man, listen, I'm so glad that she just she shined an example of, of of what of what black love is from the from the feminine standpoint. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that shit is love, man. 
Yeah, she 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 did that. She did that. And, and one thing I, I want to say this, and then I want to get wealth on. But this is what I know for a fact. <clears throat> this is this is factual shit because I've seen it all my life. Um, and this is for the brothers that might be listening. Um, vision. When you have a vision for something, um, and and this is real. I've seen it all my life. I've seen it with 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 family members. I've seen it with, uh, like I said, I people watch. The black woman is so powerful. If you have a vision, and she's in tune with you, um, she will do everything to make that vision come come to light, and it will. Not only will she do everything to make the vision come to light. It will come to light. I've seen it. I've seen it in my own personal life. I see it with my organization, the Unity Walk. Um, the Unity Walk is comprised of both black men and black women. Black women in the organization outnumber black men, and black women do the work. They do the work. I, and that's not, I'm not, I'm not saying that the black men don't, but the black women in, in my organization they make that shit happen. And, and, and when, when the vision is set out there, it's the black woman who pushes. And, and Empress Letitia, she's on this stage. She's one of the members. And she pushes. She's one of the hardest pushers. And, and, and it, it, I'm, just, I'm just telling the gods, when you align, when you align with that goddess and you want that vision to come to life, she's the one to do it. She's just the one to do it. Just make sure when that vision, when she manifests that vision and helped you manifest it, just make sure you don't shit on her. Because karma's a motherfucker, man. It really is. And that's kind of what you were alluding to, D. Like, once you once you have that one, like, yo, you ain't going to be out here in the streets doing bullshit because you know what you can potentially lose. First of all, do you know how hard it is to find that? <laughs> So you think I'm gonna lose this now that I found it? Hey, fuck out of here! Ain't nobody taking ain't nobody taking those kind of chances, um, unless it's just somebody who don't really know what they got to begin with. Wealth, what's good, family? I don't know if wealth is on. Peace, yeah, I'm right here. I'm right here. Peace, peace, family. Peace, uh, peace. Yeah, you want. Hey, yeah, my apologies for being late, man. I didn't get the alert. I was outside doing some yard work, left the phone inside. So I, I kind of missed the first part of the conversation. So uh, I was just going to listen and, and see which way the conversation was flowing. Uh, no, I, I, I um, so I um, did a, uh, I was in Toledo, Ohio yesterday. A good friend of mine, Stephanie Boutte, um, she, she has a school there. She's actually got four schools around the country. Uh, she's got two in Houston, one in uh, Kansas City, um, and then, uh, well, at least the one in Kansas City that she gave the blueprint for, um, and uh, one that she has started here in Toledo, Ohio. And um, I did a stream with her yesterday um, and just kind of did a walkthrough of the school, but I, I really wanted to do a stream today on, on her, but other black women out here who actually make it happen. And that's why I mean this the uh, room the, the way I did. Black women are absolutely fucking amazing. Uh, this is just not, it's not debatable. This is not something I'm going to debate anybody on. It's just is what it is. Um, and we, we just have the proof and the facts to back that up. So 
Um, but I talked about her particularly because, um, and she just actually got on wealth and was able to, uh, she, she liked the conversation because it had kind of derailed into relationships and she cut in and was just, Oh, just the, just the fruit and the jewels that she dropped. It was like bomb after bomb after bomb. And it was just so much. So it's over here on, on IG. Uh, the stream is live on IG so uh, people can check it out. Um, and then Cindy, of course, is recording as well. So this will be something that you will just want to keep in the archives because it's just so much, so much food that was, that was fed to us. Uh, but she also talked about um, $50 million that was offered to her uh, for her blueprint um, and how she didn't sell out for the money. And that was the premise of why I really started this room because I just me being a warrior like I am, that when we had the conversation yesterday, um, her and I and uh, Empress Tawana, it, all, it, it literally brought tears to my eyes um, because we live in a time where everybody is, I mean, people sell out for less. Fucking people are selling out for bologna sandwiches right now, like literally. So uh, for a person to be offered like 50 million, <laughs> 50, 50 mil, and to say, no, my name is more important. My legacy that I leave behind for my grandchildren is more important. That story's got to be told. And that story needed to be shared. Um, and because as far as I'm concerned, this woman has built a legacy. And there are so many of our black goddesses right now on this planet right now who are still living, who have built a legacy. And they're continuing to build upon that legacy and their stories don't get told. And they do shit every day in our, for our communities. And those are the stories that get hidden. And if we, if we call ourselves black media, if we have platforms and we're not sharing those stories, then really what are we doing? You know? And so I wanted to shine light on our black goddesses, on our Aboriginal indigenous melanated queens, empresses, goddesses, um, and just everything that they are everything that they give to us, um, everything that they provide, all the obstacles that they go through in this life, and they still make shit happen. And they do that shit almost flawlessly. And yeah, that was the gist of this stream, so. Well, I will tell you this, bro. I was tapped into that, uh, to the live you did yesterday when you were at the school. And I just thought her entire mission and, and what they're doing there is phenomenal because um, I went to Job Corps when I was younger, you know, um, trade school type setup, if you haven't heard of it. Um, but I know that was that was very instrumental in, number one, giving me a place to go that was apart from the circles that I was running in as a teenager. And that helped that 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 helped to to really um change course in my life, you know, to focus in on developing myself uh, professionally. You know, um, I took uh, the electrician trade when I was in Job Corps. And the fact that she's doing that, she's doing that and for those children, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, at no charge. You know, that 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 is phenomenal. Uh, I saw when she was, uh, she had the fiber optics in the computer labs. Yeah. And, and what was impressive to me was that they tried to charge uh, when they try to charge the kids to go on a pony ride, her and the other lady 
put up to, to, um, to pretty much cover the cost of those pony rides. And it might seem small to some people, but situations like that, experiences like that, change those young people's whole whole course of direction in their lives. Just being able to look up and see a face that looks like yours, that cares about your development in a positive way, and just giving giving their time and their and their energy and their and 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 they'll come to learn their monies to support you growing into a, a productive uh, adult. You know, those, those are, those, and then she turns around and she hires them when they graduate. I just thought that that was phenomenal, man. That, that, that's an inspiration. And, um, and I see that she's expanding and, and, and you know, I believe I, I want to shout, shout you out for putting a spotlight on her. Cause like you said, there are a lot of, uh, black queens out here putting in the work. Um, and, and, and kings too, but there are a lot of black queens out here putting in the work and mainstream media is not going to tell you about those ones. Right. So, you know, um, I, if the sister is still on, you know, I want to I want to definitely thank her for all that she does and, and salute. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Well, um, she and she's awesome. Her, her energy uh, just speaks volumes as as many of our uh, black goddesses um, the same way. Their energy just speaks volumes. So um, that's why I wanted to do this, uh, do this uh, clubhouse and uh just just shout out all the black women out here who are doing it all the black women who we don't know who keep us lifted uh just their energy alone and what they put into the atmosphere what they put into the <laughs> in their intention um whether direct or indirectly keeps us lifted uh for the ones who uh for the ones who um do the spiritual work behind the scenes who keep us lifted. We don't necessarily know them, some of them personally, but but they do because they know that the mission is greater for us on the front lines. Uh, we just wanna, we wanna really thank them and uh, let them know that we do recognize you. We recognize your power um, and we recognize what you go through. We see it and uh, some of us are committed to um, making sure that you are in a much comfortable, much more comfortable space. So um, with that, um, man, I'm going to go back and watch this live a little bit later and get fed again. Honestly, that's what I'm going to do. But with that, I love you all. Um, Letitia, Empress Aisha, did you have anything else that you wanted to add? Please. Yeah. Um, yes, Emperor. Um, I just want to again say thank you for doing this room. Um, it really means a lot to me and uh, for everyone who chimed in, um, the insight um, being fed and I'm going to watch it again too. Cause I'm like, that was, it was, it was really, this was really, I, I, I'm glad that I feel like it was something that was supposed to happen. Like, it, it was like I was drawn to come into this room today, and I see why. So thank you again. You always come through, God. So appreciation. Thank you. appreciate that. Empress K, thank you, too, as well. Um, that will go for the land project. I appreciate you, Empress. Thanks so much. Uh, Empress, uh, uh, and thank you again, Leticia. 
Um, I appreciate that. Um, Empress uh, Aisha, did you have anything, any final words? Um, yes, absolutely. There was, um, like Dee was saying, there were so many different things that she said that were just like so many jewels. And I'm very appreciative because when March shared yesterday, I knew it was something special. So for her to be able to come back on again and actually be able to, you know, speak to the speak to everybody on the on the platform, it just it really is continuing to uplift me and continue to inspire me. So I'm appreciative and thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you uh, as well. We appreciate all of our, our, our goddesses. Um, and uh, it looks like uh, it's all goddesses in the audience except for Maurice and uh, Dee and Wealth on the stage. So that, that that's beautiful. Um, that's beautiful. I hope everybody got something out of it. A lot of goddesses over here on IG as well. So I'm thankful for that. Um, move in your goddesship. Continue to move in your goddesship. Um, there, there are those of us who are here for you. We here for all the smoke. We here to make you comfortable, uh, and that's just what it's going to be. Um, and uh, we just, we just need you. We need you to be cloaked in your goddesship. We need you to have your crown on, and we need you to move, um, as some of you have been moving. Um, and just know that um, that protection is protection is coming. Just know that. Um, there's a group of us that are, uh, we are taking our place in the affairs of men. Some of us have for years. Um, so uh, D Wealth, any, any, any last things you want to say before we get off here? I'm good, uh, I, just, I just want to say much love to the room. Peace, peace, love, and abundance to everybody in the room. Go ahead, go ahead, Wealth. No, I just wanted to leave with one thing, man. I do agree, and I second that all the way. Black women are absolutely fucking amazing, amazing, and um, we 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 couldn't be we we couldn't be a strong family without amazing black women as a part of that family. So shout out to the queens in the audience. Shout out to the black queens over there on uh, on IG, and um, I love it. It's 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 it's, it's, be it's beautiful. That's it. Thank you for that. So this is the Melanated, uh, or the Mastermind Melanated Alliance. Yeah, Melanated Alliance, Mastermind Alliance. Uh, I'm Yurima Karama. Uh, again, you can, uh, if you want to con contribute to Stephanie and what she's doing, uh, her cash app is uh, dollar sign Stephanie Boutte. Uh, if you want to contribute to the Unity Walk and our land project. Uh, one last thing before I go, I got to go because I got to get, I got to get some of this sun. I'm just, the sun is calling me. Um, and I'm trying to stay out in it as much as possible. Uh, but one last thing. Um, I told you. If you look at how the European and the devil is moving, I told you. Um, the importance of the land project. We need to be in close proximity to one another. If the power gets cut, the people who are living and have created their own community who are in close proximity to one another, uh, they're not going to fare as bad as those of us who are spread out across the country. Matter of fact, they're going to be able to step outside their door and be able to talk to their neighbors, be able to come up with plans. They probably already got plans in the works. They've probably already been helping one another. This is what we've had the opportunity to do. Um, and we still have a, a, a small window. Um, but again, Black people, Johnny come lately, always waiting on somebody else to do it. Don't cry when that time comes and we've had the opportunity to 
to have this, to manifest this, and we didn't take that opportunity. That's going to be on us because I've been putting the message out for years now. I started in 2016 talking about ghost towns. And, and everybody thought, ah, yeah, Nike's was more important. Macy's was more important. All these other, these other brands and these other outfits was more important. So now we're at crunch time. We have the opportunity to make some things happen. We absolutely have the money to make some things happen collectively, maybe not individually, but collectively. Um, black women are making some things happen. We have to be honest about this. We, I, and I have to be honest, I have to end it on this note. A lot of times we as black men, we're fucking egotistical. So somebody has a plan, people don't want to pitch in on that plan because ah, I don't want that nigga to make it. If I can't be the head of it, I don't, want, I don't want to see him succeed. With that type of attitude, you fuck all of us. Instead of getting on board saying, yo, let's, let's make this happen because the bigger vision is we need a community for our people. The bigger vision is, is that we are building a tribe and we need a place for this tribe to be able to uh, 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 live in close proximity to one another. We need a, a place where the tribe can go to in a time of desperation and we have that opportunity. And so, you know, if you haven't, if it, the, 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 the bullshit, like the women are moving, like real talk, the women are moving. And this is why I say I know for a fact that if you have a vision and you want that vision brought to life, that black woman is the key to that. But she just is. Because black men were too egotistical with one another. We really are. I try and, and, and I get caught up in my ego sometimes, too. So I know I'm doing the shadow work on that. I have no problem shouting out other black businesses. I just don't because I'm confident in my own manhood. So it's, it doesn't affect me like that. It just doesn't. But I don't see people shouting out the, 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 the land movement in the same way. This is something that we need. And I'm not talking about in this room. I'm just talking about overall over the years that I've been doing this. You see who's who. So just keep that in mind. We still have a window of opportunity. So um, shout out to everybody that's doing it, man. Shout out to my brothers in the room. I love you. Shout out to our empresses, our goddesses, our sisters in the room. We love you. I love you. Um, and with that, I'm going to uh, going to do some sun worship, peace, prosperity, salutations, love, light, power. Peace, love, and light, family. Peace, peace and abundance, family. Out. Peace. Peace, love, and light to the uh, IG family. Love you all. And uh, I can't wait to go back and watch this again. Stephanie's powerful. Peace. Hey, Yurima Karama here with a quick infomercial. And I have a question for you. Are you tired of social media outlets that block real content? I mean, are you tired of your favorite internet truth teller getting blocked or put in Fedbook jail? Tired of making a comment and the algorithm quickly deems your comment to be offensive and takes it down? I mean, are you tired of making a post and a fact check pops up, making it look like your info isn't accurate, and then it turns out that the fact check 
is actually the lie. Are you tired of seeing white people get by with racist commentary or posts and they never get blocked, but unapologetically black truth tellers are always having their videos taken down? Tired of having to wait a month or seven days or 14 days for your favorite social media truth teller to get their page back up because white-owned social media outlet owners take their content down whenever they feel like it? Tired of black people getting on white-owned social media outlets and finding out that the outlet is making billions of dollars, but you don't get one red cent of that money? Well, if you're really tired, then you should do as I did and make the switch. Yeah. Come on over to otwtube.com where your content and comments are actually accepted. Also, get the Urema Karam app where you can stay up to date on real truth that lamestream media intentionally hides from you. Come on over to sites that accept you being unapologetically black. I mean, come on over to sites that love you being free to express yourself. This is why I took my aboriginal indigenous melanated ass on over to OTWTube, because I recognize the importance of freedom of speech. I recognize that I would be doing my ancestors a tremendous disservice if I stayed a slave on social media outlets that want to dictate what I say and when I can actually say it. If you're tired like I am, then make the switch now to OTWTube.com and get the Urema Karama app. Tap into the truth, because that's what you deserve. I am Yurima Karama, and I approve this message.